0: There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound.
1: Damn it, prank! We tell him to be quiet, I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight.
0: Hey,
2: Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss.
1: A dimension of mind.
2: Man Adams,
0: is that you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the fifth dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Nick, as always, and uh, we're here to talk the Twilight Zone, Rob Sterling's famous TV series, but we're doing a little bit different today. Like we talked about in the last episode, uh, we are going to Discuss the first season, do a little bit of different topics and things, you know, to have a little bit of fun this time around instead of our usual nonsensical weirdness that we usually get into. But I am Nick, your host. Like I said, uh, as always, we are on audio feeds, like audio. It's not, I keep saying audio boom, it's Anchor and Google Play and iTunes and all that stuff, and Amazon Music. It's been an interesting first season, to be fairly honest. But as we <laughs> always do, as I always do, I'll introduce my co host, uh, the, of course, uh, Perchance the Dream. Of of this podcast is of course jacob from jacob Anders reviews because you know he loves that episode very very much <laughs> you yep. know you doing jacob In his purple rain good. shirt yeah my purple rain shirt Prince you should be ta-
2: like calling him the purple testament of our crew since he's Ooh. you know purple uh,
1: i miss that i damn it Triv. You, you need to correct me on these things way before i you need to say well, it like in the pre-meeting
2: how, how am i supposed yeah. to know it when you don't say it until like 30 <laughs> seconds before i say it
1: i thought you were omnipotent
2: are you kidding have you met me <laughs> uh geez i'm an avatar yeah. jim not a doctor
3: <laughs> uh, uh, but, but yeah i'm good i'm I'm excited to talk about whatever we're going to talk about on about the twilight zone season one that we've completed uh, which is like crazy two weeks ago
1: <laughs> 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 yeah it's um it's funny like going back and like editing that because i forgot about everything we talked about except for the uh whole top gun thing but it's uh yeah it's been a long two weeks to say to say the least but um the other oddly enough course-
3: the fu- funny thing is is i think if i remember correctly we we were we were talking about top gun because you had seen it that early yeah i was like oh yeah. this will be out after i've seen top gun <laughs> the when i was saying that next review i have not knowing what the hell that would be it was top gun
0: hey there you go <laughs>
2: nice you just need to do that from now on
3: that was know, the right? most recent review at the time of uh dropping that was top gun i think what is it I could be. I think I'm pretty sure.
1: You know, <laughs> next one's going to be Red Sonia. Exactly, that's the next prediction. <laughs> That'll be at the end of season two, <laughs> that's when I'll have my Red Sonia review done. Oh man! And speaking of the the laughter you hear, that of course is the uh the woman who uh, has an escape clause to get the hell out if she uh if she deems necessary, and that of course is Trivial Trivial Theater, who. Uh, has not presented actually i i took it out of the episode the last episode but you had talked about you were gonna do the looney tunes back in action as your next video i'm like i should probably take that out of the episode (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's not coming in the in the day that this post you know
2: no Uh, no definitely not it got pushed back a bit because yeah opening skit things i didn't feel was appropriate given what had happened in real life at that point in time so
1: yeah and plus we wanted to hear about you trolling people so you know
2: (laughs) well it's more like being trolled, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> or it's straight up just troll.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyways. Have you seen uh, that movie? I watched your review.
3: I'm sorry. I watched your review of it. No, today. yeah, you're good. I swear I s- I've seen that, but I was looking at it and I was like, I don't, think, I don't think I've seen this movie. But I think I need to see this movie. Oh. Like the okay. troll looks really familiar, and there were yeah. aspects of it I was like, that's something familiar. But overall, this movie is very foreign to me. So. Maybe well, watch that.
2: and it does have a lot of um, a garbage-pail kid-esque things in it. Yeah. yeah so it there's like the portrait thing going into the basement and all that stuff, and I mean the troll does look. I think it was a common, not not that I don't think the makeup was replicated, but there's a lot of troll and elf creatures that kind of have that same look in the '80s. So. Oh yeah. yeah he it's
1: looks right. a little bit like um, he looks a little bit like the the little creature the. The one in the uh, labyrinth. Oh bit.
2: yeah, that's what it would have been yeah. from. I was yeah, trying to remember, remember and was... that makes sense. I can't remember
1: his name? The little bag, the little lackey,
3: bad guy who? Yeah. The main P- troll, on... goblin, whatever he was. Yeah, he was peeing.
2: Well, P-ing. and even um the like, was it the card like the the Bashki Lord of the Rings Ray bashkey, mm. No, what the hell? Oh is his wait, wait. Name?
1: Ralph Bashki.
2: Ralph Bashkey, yeah. His, the, I was his thinking Lord of Legend. Rings legend
3: really yeah when you said labyrinth that for some reason how i got labyrinth and legend confused i don't know but hey you're, you've been a uh, tom cruise kick haven't you
1: yeah it's <laughs> tom cruise is on the mind
3: but um <laughs> no i was like a legend the the main bad troll guy hmm. goblin had like the long nose and i think it's the nose the nose did it for me yeah,
2: yeah i could
1: see that the only good thing to come out of labyrinth is sexy tim curry you know
2: a labyrinth isn't that's that. that's
1: playing bad. the devil no, you mean, no, you mean uh, oh legend, legend. <laughs> legend,
2: yeah, no, definitely.
1: Those that sentence
3: started and we were about to fight when you said the only good thing that came out of Labyrinth. I was like, the whole thing, <laughs> say something else, motherfucker, I, meant, right I meant, dare you. I meant legend, I say it again, <laughs> say it again.
1: You well, do no, not remind only... me of
3: the babe right now,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the babe with the power. Yeah. No, the the power only good power. thing that came out of the only thing good thing that came out of Labyrinth is uh David Bowie's codpiece. Well, and his ability to juggle his own balls. (laughs) That may be the best thing, but it was the only thing. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer
2: Connelly was pretty awesome in that, too.
3: I didn't see She was great, too. But, I mean, you know, that that cod piece. I mean, oh, well, that goes
2: without saying. I mean, if you remember nothing else from that movie, that's what you remember.
3: It's mesmerizing. Oh, it is. That and his
2: ball juggling. I mean, damn.
3: Superior ball juggling. Oh, yeah. That's right. Some great ball juggling.
2: I mean, it actually was handed, it was handily done by someone else. So uh...
3: Mm -hmm. it was doing a reach around from behind. (laughs) (laughs) There literally was someone behind him reaching around to juggle his balls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing. It is.
2: Look it up. (laughs) Google that shit,
0: kids.
1: Okay. So balls. See, I told you we'd find something interesting to talk about in this episode. Not the Twilight Girl. Zone. <laughs> yeah. We're not
2: even started yet. Who knows what other tangents we'll go off on?
1: Oh, I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Oh, um so, yeah. anyways, so we just wrapped up the first season of the Twilight Zone. And uh to say the least, they I think it was a season that actually brought out a lot of interesting dialogue about concepts and ideas and you know the, the things that Rod Sterling was thinking about that is actually you know somewhat relevant to today's society. But I mean I guess we can just kind of delve into the you know first season and just talk about like what the season did, how how it operated and what you guys thought about it overall. Because you know I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you know like I said we had mixed feelings on some episodes. We loved you know some episodes. We actually came up with a really cool concept as it kind of became a natural thing, even though we didn't talk about it in the last couple of episodes, which was, of course, Nan Adams. Which, if, if you had told me when we first started this podcast that we'd be on this Nan Adams journey, I would have uh, told you you're <laughs> fucking crazy. And then I think uh, it's been an interesting season just to come up with that stuff. And on top of that, you know, uh, when I first started when I asked Trip to do this, so, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, cool. And then I never thought about, you know, I should have asked Jacob, you know, at the time, which I don't know if I knew you as well, Jacob, when we first started doing this, but you know, you came along in like the 11th episode, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's been an interesting journey and here we are getting right ahead to the second season, which is, uh, I think just as long as the first season, it has, I think even better episodes, but Uh, yeah. What did you guys think overall? Like the first season, like anything that surprised you? Anything that you know you were thought maybe was overrated? Like what did you guys think overall?
2: I mean, this going back and rewatching all these, you know, because I'd never watched Twilight Zone in order. It was always you know whatever marathons came up on sci-fi or whatever it was, and to to sit down and and we've talked about it several times, sitting down and looking at them critically as compared to just kind of as a passive viewer it is such a it was much different experience than what i expected i mean reviewing a movie and kind of taking it in that journey i I feel like i do that regardless but i've never done that with a tv show the way i've done it with this and yeah it's been a hell of a journey just to the discussions that we've had as as goofy as they can go they do ultimately come back to so much of the the deeper meanings and the things that still hold true after mm-hmm. 60 odd years. I mean, it's pretty amazing.
3: Then I like how, while it can be not frustrating, but just kind of like sometimes we have to like kind of uh, curb our opinions on some things as we look at it. We're looking at this show from the 60s, the very early 60s, from the perspective of 2021, 2022. And uh, some of the things that just hit differently. Um, even if i don't wish that they did but they do you know it pops things that pop into our mind so you know there's there's been those moments when we've had to be like you know oh this is you know that's that's not okay or this thing or that thing but then we're like but it wasn't like that i mean you look at it like that today yeah but then there that meaning wasn't there that's not what they were shooting for they weren't trying to be whatever it is that we're looking at from that mentality they weren't trying to be like a negative or or condescending or, or talk down to anybody in with this particular thing i don't have a yeah an episode yeah. in mind specifically but there's been a lot of times i think we've the we've, we've said something along the lines of we're looking at this from a modern standpoint when that's not how they were looking at it when they made it so that's been really interesting and like trip said how we've uh gone into some of these episodes i'll watch them and I think as we've gone along or as I've gone along since I joined and like I do this more myself before we actually get into it. But even now, I still every episode will come in. We'll start talking. I will think, oh, this is the most basic, straightforward, simple episode there is like the Mighty Casey, you know, it's a comedy mm-hmm. episode. But we always seem to find all <laughs> those. <laughs> we go deep balls deep (laughs) and and i appreciate that i mean there are things about these episodes that i just never would have thought of until we get on here and have this dialogue about it and while some of it may be from a modern standpoint it's still it's just things we're like picking apart which is what i've enjoyed about it you know i don't always like to pick everything apart but i've enjoyed like coming on here and looking at all the nuance of some of these episodes and some of the possible undertones and things like that that's what i have liked the most i think yeah
2: i mean i look at like um episodes like nightmare as a child and i mean for all of the for all of the back and forth we talked about and both the stated and unstated messages like the discussion on that turned i think probably one of the most serious just Mm -hmm. as far as the i mean it did go that way for purple testament and some of the others but i don't feel like it went as deep as what it did with that or that level of seriousness
3: that was a dark episode
2: yeah and then on the other end, you've got Mr. Beavis, which you know is like, oh, it's kind of a throwaway episode. And it's just like, I, I think that one was and regarded, yeah, there's a lot of Beavis and Butthead in there too. But I think it definitely, I don't know. That just that no, was one of my most Nick fun discussions. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus,
3: can we move this on, guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, gee whiz. Yeah, move
2: it, move it. Yeah. yeah.
3: Just keep on and on. <laughs> you said on. You said
0: bong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to ask you, Triv, because you you started this with me. Did you expect the the podcast to go this deep, or did you, what were you expecting when we first, like, did the first season, started the first season? What were you, did you have any inkling that we'd get into, like, you know, uh, philosophy of life and death and your anuses and stuff like that?
2: (laughs) You know, I I think that it's always, I don't even know. I guess I've always been the kind that kind of takes it as it goes, you know, if the discussion leads us somewhere deeper, great. If it stays surface level, that's cool, too. I, I came in just as a as a fan, hoping to learn a little bit more about the series. And I mean, you guys have...
1: Instead, you, you learned a little bit more about us than you should have.
2: Hey, I got no problem with that. I mean, but isn't that what a podcast is? You learn just as yeah. much about the subject you're covering as you do about the people you do it with.
1: Well, you, hell, you go back to the first episode and actually watch that first episode. It's a, uh, it's pretty rough to be fairly honest. Well, like I, yeah. even even as a guy who's done like two podcasts and has learned uh, a lot about podcasting since, you start to realize that it takes you know thirty six episodes and a Jacob to get the podcast <laughs> on track, and uh, no, it's it's no, inter- no, don't give me that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, but um, I mean, no. genuinely,
2: you're you were you were stuck with my goofy ass, and I mean, I I had never I've. I mean, I've done a little bit of you know live or semi-live stuff, but this is re- this is really my first time trying to do anything like this. So, I mean, you were probably taking a chance on my stupid ass more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, James, take a
0: take a, take
1: a, take chains. <laughs> no. I I just like I like our progression. We went from. Um uh clean to super raunchy and r rated <laughs> and now n c seventeen not safe for anyone, even older adults type of Yay. podcast. but now we'll accept that <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I feel like i was I was definitely contributing a contributing factor there but
2: and and the thing is each one of us kind of brings our own our own unique bits to this, both you uh, know literal and and figurative as I well but.
3: Bits every time
2: (laughs) he brings his bits to the yard and they're like it's better than yours damn right
1: (laughs) well it's funny because i I, the last two podcasts i did people were afraid to say anything you know of like foul language or raunchy because they're worried about their jobs and stuff like that which is perfectly all right but as long as you're not mentioning your job or where you work or anything like that you know i like we've mentioned where i worked before i had to edit it out just to be safe right you know it's it is what it is. Like they don't give a shit. They don't care that we curse. Like uh, that's what I do on a normal day basis. I curse. And I always felt like, you know, trying to be clean, but it's just like the shit that we talk about and how natural it is. It just, it makes it for a much easier, much more fun and entertaining podcast and having to have all these restrictions. And that's, that also leads into like the toilet zone. Like, you know, I've, I know about this all for a long time, even before we recorded, you know, Rod Serling was always restricted to, you know, what he could do and what he could say to the point where he was having arguments and yelling, shouting matches with the studio. And then he finally just stopped giving a shit like near the end of the fifth season, as we see from like the bewitching pool. And I just like the first season, like you can tell that this guy has so much on his plate and what he wants to say. And you run through every episode, you know, even, even with the stuff like the fever and, you know, um, was the mighty Casey and the big tall wish you know they're not great episodes but they have things to say and they're really important to what he's doing and absolutely that to me makes for a very important series but like you know when you think of the first season do you think of it as like you know an example of like the greatest of twilight zone or do what do you guys think like do you think it gets better as we move along or You know, it's a weird weird first season because there's some classic episodes like Monsters are doing Maple Street and then there's shit like The Fever. So I don't know (laughs) what you guys feel.
2: I think to some extent you get that. There's always going to be that range with every season of every show, regardless of how good at a standard it is or how bad at a standard it is. But I do think that The Twilight Zone has so many unique ideas (laughs) and, and so much, even the episodes that aren't great, like we've said it, even the episodes that aren't great with exception of The Fever and maybe the four of us are dying would still be like upper tier uh, episodes for any other series.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe not The Fever.
2: Well, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, mostly. Mostly. 90, mostly, thousand. Yeah. 87.2%. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 0.2. 0.2 for uh, The
1: Fever.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think that the show being an anthology series it it's i didn't really see a progression in quality it was very kind of like peaks and valleys um but like and i can't speak to i mean i remember some of the later episodes that come like after this but i can only speak to this episode or season one right now because that's what i've seen recently but um i think i think it started out i mean yeah some of the early there were some early greats though there were some early tough ones, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like some shows you see a progression as it goes along because you get to know characters, the story unfolds and things like that. This one being an anthology series, everyone's different. It's new characters, new story, all that. So I can't say that I really saw a progression is that things got better. I think maybe next season, because I know that they shoot a lot of these by the time they're shooting some of them it's already out you know and yeah and maybe it, it hadn't become a cultural phenomenon by the time it did they were probably already done shooting all of them or damn near close to it they were definitely in production of some sort so i don't know if they really had an opportunity to really like grow much more because many of them were probably at least written and started production production around the same time i mean i don't know for sure but uh so i just think it was pretty solid from the beginning i mean yeah there's some there's some episodes that (laughs) don't hold up as well but you know you're also talking about a season with a whopping whopping 36 episodes that they're not going to hit every one of them out of the park and honestly with the exception of two and really i'm just going to say one for the fever the fever was just really hard to get around all all around it, it was just like this this sucks <laughs> you know <laughs> but even the four of us who are dying had moments it had things in it i was like okay it just was a lot of missed opportunity and odd decisions with that one for me that's what kind of shot it down to the number 35 for me but um even that one was still twilight zone it was just lower level the Fever is really the only one that stands out as like this is, what what the fuck is this shit <laughs> do you Maybe think
1: we're looking at it but... from a 2020 2022 perspective instead of a 1959 perspective or 60 do you think the fever hit better back then when it would today
3: uh Ooh. i I would say i I mean i think that we look at all of them from that perspective and we have like i said we've had to stop ourselves and be like but you know how was it looked at then? How was this perceived? That one, though, I, maybe some of the religious beliefs, not beliefs, but like the convictions of like what it means to—and like the, the way that people looked at like gambling and stuff back then. Which gambling has always been kind of a, a, a you know kind of a sinish thing, but especially in recent years, I don't think gambling is really looked at as harshly as it was in 1960 for sure. So maybe they viewed that. Maybe it hit a little bit different, a little bit harder because of that. But I also don't think that back then they had, well, people, they thought if you gambled, it was like it was a drug. You do it once and you were like an addict and you're going to end up selling your family and all that. So it wasn't a very realistic look. And I don't really think that they had like any gamblers, anonymous things or anything like that. So, yeah, like nowadays, there's things that can help people. But I don't think that. that's the only aspect of that episode i could see that them looking at a little differently maybe people having a little bit of fear about it or something but even then i don't know how you could take that shit serious
2: well and to some extent i mean and not to i'm kind of on the fence about the whole like seeing gambling as a terrible thing like from a religious perspective yes but then you've got like the rat pack you've got like classic vegas you know people flocked there in so many ways and So many of the movies were based around that. I I think if it was anything, it was more a case of if you had problems, gambling, drinking, whatever, you didn't discuss it. You kept that shit to yourself. it's like, if it was, Mm -hmm. if there was abuse in the household, you've worked it out yourself. You know, you don't admit to those weaknesses.
1: That's the thing about the first season or just the Twilight Zone in general is, Usually you usually get series that, you know, deal with individuals like, you know, Friends, for instance, deals with six individuals who are friends in the, the lives in New York. But the thing I started to notice and the thing I never even thought about is the Twilight Zone deals with uh, what it is to be a human, what oh, it yeah. is to live in a world where things never sometimes go like what you want it to do or I should say how, how it plans. Because you look at even the worst episode of The Fever and it deals with gambling addiction. It deals with. You know as much as we joke about it it deals with like the nature of like what it is like to be addicted to something and you can go to time enough at last what it's like to just be you know somebody who's uh, outside the norm and i always I think that's why I like this series so much, because it takes a chance of just what it is to be a human being. And for better or worse, some of the best episodes show it in a very disturbing sense. And some of the worst show it in a, also a disturbing sense. And I know the fever is <laughs> terrible, but you have to look at it. It's, I mean, it's, you, you see it throughout the entire series. But the first season, I noticed it especially because it's so prevalent, especially with Rod Sterling being a progressive, you know, leaning towards the left and stuff like that. He deals with a lot of stuff that is just very um, not cool about society. (laughs) I guess you could say. Well, and
2: he he had to be so creative about it too. I mean, you see the same thing with Star Trek and other shows at the time, but you couldn't have a straightforward conversation about addiction or abuse or anything like that. You had to go at it. You had to be creative in the way that you went about it. And I think that, I mean, obviously Rod Serling did a lot of amazing things and the other writers that worked on the first season did a lot of amazing things but damn the way he was able to take so much stuff and i don't know make allegories of it and and still make it work in the ways that he could for the most of for most of these episodes i mean yeah
3: it's amazing well even the fever i mean the episode sucked it was bad execution but what it was talking about was relevant what it was talking about was it was good i mean it was not good. It was it was good to talk about. It was very in line with the types of issues and things and societal issues that Twilight Zone so far has been talking about. It was very much in line with that. And I liked what it had to say. I liked the idea of, you know, there's not really anything supernatural here. It's, it's all in this guy's head and it's it's the fever. It's it's the game, the addiction that's attacking. I like that. I just thought it was executed fucking terribly, but... Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So oh, the on, idea wouldn't...
3: was there, the the whole, the, the seed of it, the, the good idea, the good, I'm not going to say the good story, but the good idea was definitely there. And I mean, that, that's probably the best thing I could give that episode, that, that <laughs> epic fall in the end.
2: Well, and there's other so, episodes like that too that kind of follow that same feel. I mean, the core yeah. of the idea, there's been a couple like uh, the Mighty Casey or, oh, what was the other one? There was another one that had like a really solid nugget of a of a detail and it kind of went weird but um was it the big chaser tall wish.
0: big tall chaser. wish
2: yeah um Ooh, yeah, i think tall it was wish. i think it was big tall wish yeah like the nugget like the, the heart of the episode was solid but then it was just i felt like they were it trying to call
3: big tall wish yeah is that okay to say i, I just felt so. like they i felt like they were trying because they they went out of their way you know and, and i don't mean in a bad way to like you know include people that weren't included in a lot of um uh film and tv at that time and they wanted to include them and they wanted to have a story their story it was almost like they were trying too hard not the pe- not the actor so much but just the, the show as a whole it was like trying too much to make this happen to do it and i think that there was something there but they just tried so hard that it kind of took away somehow i don't know i mean i commend them on that but
1: well, that, wasn't that's, awful, the but was,
3: well that's the
1: thing it was that's the thing number
3: 27 <laughs> yeah.
1: well no that that's the thing about you know big tall wish is is dealing with issues that don't get talked about in the 60s and 59 and stuff like that i mean the 60s weren't the 60s dealing with a lot of um
2: uh yeah you had a lot of a lot of racial stuff a lot yeah, of yeah um, yeah
1: so you didn't see, every time i it started I but it like, hadn't really
3: picked up yeah uh, at at this point. was 1960 probably shot in either early 1960 59. or late 59 so i mean yeah, yeah. These things well, are not being the, the the movements have not had not started it right yet. We really.
1: we talked about it. I mean, as somebody looking on to you know the whole situation at hand, like that that type of episode was not done in the fifty nine and sixty. It's in a, it's because every time you see an African American on screen, it was always like in a role of I don't know, you know, uh, a maid Angel or, Mama or something like that, it was, yeah. or it was comic
2: relief, like super yeah. scared comic relief type thing
1: or whatever. Yeah, so that's why I appreciate you know Rod Sterling attempting, you know, even if it was unsuccessful, attempting to add you know an actual storytelling element that doesn't get played very often and i don't know if that was something that he felt empowered to do i can't remember it's been so long since we talked about the episode Mm -hmm. but it
3: it was it was something i I don't remember all the details about it because it has been a while but i do remember that was some they they set out to to uh tell a story from that perspective and and yeah that was very much their their intent was to put a, a a highlight on these these performers that were to show that hey, they're just as good. They do wonderful things, just like everybody else, that these people that we don't see very often. And I do I commend them for that. And once again, I didn't think Big Tall Wish was terrible, but like we said in that episode, something along the lines of the episode was just kind of missing something. And
1: yeah, yeah. And that I that mean, happens it, like, I feel like they were trying too hard. That, I mean, that happens a lot of the Twilight Zone episodes where there's just something slightly off about the episode that just makes it yeah.
2: and that might be a question too. What what is of all the episodes and sorry not to put anybody on the spot but like of all the because there's been so many different things that could like just slightly tweak off an episode is there one thing that stands out amongst the twilight zone episodes that kind of is the reason that it doesn't quite work you think
1: well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll i tell you right now, you know, we go back to Time Enough at Last, which is considered a, a classic episode. And I talked about that. I remember fondly, or not fondly, but I remember vividly talking about how much that episode just, it bothers me because this this guy is going to commit suicide. And it was just like, it didn't seem earned or deserved, or didn't make any sense for this episode. I, it just stuff like that bother me. You know, you just, when they add in, things like that just for effect to make an episode more insane i guess you can say Mm -hmm. than it needs to be it just that kind of stuff is like i get it and i like time enough at last but it's the ending that sells that episode not the story itself which is really strange because you know you think about you really love that episode and just what it does and i don't know i agree I i think it's
3: all the episodes for the most part that have uh fallen short or that we've had like a major, or I've had a major complaint about, I've always felt like it was, they had something when they sat down to flesh this out to write it or whatever, they had something good. They had this thing. Um, I feel like that one was somebody just had the idea. What if there's somebody who like always wanted to read and then the apocalypse happened, he had all the time to read in the world, but then his glasses broke. Oh man, that would suck. Let's build a story around that somewhere in there. I feel like they were having a hard time getting to that thing whatever it was maybe it's not the ending maybe it's somewhere else um but they they had a hard time getting to that and they try to like jury rig this this story or force the story to get there and that's why sometimes the rest of the story comes off as just kind of like and they don't really focus enough on they're more eye on the prize focused on getting to that thing that they want to do and there's been some episodes that was before the ending like there was a cool idea but they didn't take the time to flesh out that idea or maybe in the sense like like nick said in that episode in particular he the suicide thing it didn't work in that episode but it could have worked like the idea of this guy that could have worked why he wanted to commit suicide and it feels sense but it yeah it they didn't sell it they didn't take the time and that's another thing is 24 minutes You get 24 minutes to tell the story. And maybe some of the stories were a little bit too big for 24 minutes to really, could you tell the story in 24 minutes? Sure. Could you tell it in a compelling way that gets people on board and invested in the characters and their motivations? Maybe not. Sometimes you need a little bit extra time to really get people invested in that and believe why someone is going to do what they're doing. I think that happens more times than not. Sometimes things in the, the, the episodes, not necessarily the worst episodes, but when an episode has something that doesn't work, I have always felt like it was because they had these time constraints Mm -hmm. they had to rush they had they're like hey i want to tell this big story but damn i only got this amount of time (laughs) cut cut snip 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 move 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 along and some things you just kind of got to look at and be like well they only got 24 minutes that's why they did that but in the case (laughs) of something like that big of a thing i feel like you do need to sell that if you're going to throw it out there especially in that time
1: period It's actually kind of ironic if you think about it, because they eventually went to an hour long uh, episodes and people hated it so much that they're like, okay, fifth season, 30, 30 minute episodes. So it's like, (laughs) well, most of them, it
3: works. I think, I mean, most, most of the episodes it's that perfect amount of time, just that little snippet, a cool idea. I just feel like some of the ideas were too big for that. And maybe they should have had more of those ideas in season five or season four when they went to hour long Maybe they needed to have more of those big ideas that needed longer to flesh out. Instead, they had 24 minute ideas that they stretched out to an hour long. Since so long since I've seen those, I can't remember. We'll find out in a year or two. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I would even say uh, something like, um, and people are alike all over is a great episode, but like the payoff for that it is so much bigger than what leads up to it. Like the, the story right? does, that's where, isn't that where Um, they've.
1: That's like, Roddy McDowell. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think like you yeah. asked that. The you ask that episode yeah. like every week. I'm like, it's Roddy McDowell. It's Rodney McDowell. Oh yeah, yeah, you say that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. I know what <laughs> The Roman Toga Martians.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a great episode, but it seems like they stretch things to get to that end place. And I think yeah. it could have maybe been told in less time, or it could have been fleshed out in different ways. I mean, we've talked yeah. about heavy and light up, like you know, heavy front ends or heavy back end episodes too. But yeah, I, yeah.
3: And I think I think we do see more, it's more common to see uh, the idea. You can tell that the episode, it's more common to see it that, hey, when looking at this, I bet what it was is the person had a great ending in that in mind. Yep. They said, oh, what if they went to Mars, they found people and it was all like, oh, cool, but then they were put in a cage, oh no, you know, and then they're like, okay, let's build something around that. So then you got the 23 minutes that lead up to that last minute. That's great. But how do we make this 23 minutes interesting? And sometimes, sometimes they do it. Sometimes they didn't uh, knock it out of the park. I do think that the, the best, most compelling episodes are the ones, while we'll talk about it in a little bit, I'm sure, at some point, there is an episode that has a great ending that always sticks out in my mind. It's guilty of that whole the rest of the episode thing. Some of the most compelling episodes are the ones that keep you, that don't give everything away right away. And that the cool idea is the entire episode, the story. It naturally grows and flows. It's not just the, the, ha, gotcha ending.
2: It doesn't suffer well, from M. Night Shyamalan syndrome.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that just happens. I mean, even Elegy, while it had that ending, there's this thing going on. Well, that's not an amazing episode. It's actually right, almost smack dab in the middle of our our, our ratings, but our, uh, yeah, our rating for this sh- series but it had this compelling thing as it went. It's like, why are these people frozen? What's going on? Oh, there's one person who's not, you know, it gave you a little something. It kept, it kept you invested. I had, a yeah, had, I had a robot. Yeah, had a robot. Robots all over the place. Well, that's R-O-B-B-O-T-T, actually something. R-O-B-B-O-T-T or however you <laughs> spell them in that, that one episode.
1: <laughs> well, that's actually a question I have um, that's playing off Triv's question. The one thing about this podcast that we've done is go deep, way deep. Deep into those cavities, oh, chicka, pow, pow. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: and do you the, know why? Into
1: Uranus. Do you know why? Why? Uh, because is anal. anal.
3: What? <laughs> because I, anal. D-
2: d- d- I disavow that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick it is always because anal. <laughs> you like anal. Earlier, Nick said, <laughs> "You know, we went all, you know, X-ray more, you know, speaking what we wanted because we want to be free and." And we want we want to be you know express <laughs> ourselves editing, oh, wow. to speak. <laughs> the reason really is is because I came on the show and he was like, "This is a pain in the ass to edit this motherfucker." Shut your mouth! Just stop speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I got tired of editing this motherfucker down, so just 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 do it. Just go. <laughs> right,
1: I try. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel as
3: if that that's
1: my contribution to Dang. the fifth dimension. I don't you see anything a, wrong with that. My your contribution was to make me a better editor. Is that what you're saying? Or just say, fuck it. I'm not <laughs> editing this shit anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. There are, there oh, are yeah. some things I do edit that I'm like, i probably get as like intro. <laughs> yeah, we okay, certainly you guys don't want to no take idea. down your channel. <laughs> you guys have no idea. There are things that we talk
3: about pre-recording and some recorded that I know for a fact you guys will absolutely, you'll never hear. Nope. <laughs> <And> yeah. <you shouldn't.
1: laughs> <laughs> or you should. Yeah. Um, okay. So the question I have is, okay. So we talked about kind of like an, uh, the different episodes that Triv was asking questions about, is there an episode and I'll start out, but is there an episode that you didn't expect to go as deep as it did for instance, nightmare as a child, I never expected to go into uh, certain topics like uh rape and pedophilia yeah. or as a child. Um, it, it was crazy i didn't expect it i mean it, it obviously it raised our the episode up to number five in our list but is there an episode that did that for you guys i mean it could be nightmares a child it could be something else that you kind of went in expecting not to even think about and all of a sudden it just like we spent an hour and a half talking about one particular item of this episode and it's fucking crazy so is there that one episode for you Sorry, I'm just i know what you how about you true go, go oh, ahead go, i'll go yeah
3: go ahead uh yeah there's been a few there's been quite a few of those like i mentioned a little while ago i've the, the conversations we've had on some of these things i never would have thought going into the episodes like well this will be a short one and we we go places <laughs> and that's great that's one of the best parts so that's what i've really enjoyed about it but the one that probably sticks out and not just because it is more recent but really the one that i just did not see how we're gonna go much deeper with this is uh uh the last episode what was it uh, a world of world is, is a world of yeah, world yeah. of his own. I didn't expect us to go into some of the discussions about like the male female dynamic and you know social structures and <laughs> and how it could be how some things were actually really dark because that was a, a comedic. It had a comedic tone, or at least a jovial tone. That whole episode did, but we started talking about some pretty dark you know this is actually pretty dark and some of the places it goes are and then like you know how she's defying him I was listening to it just today actually and how he's like she's defying him and doing this and that and that whole social structure I just I didn't some of it I I was like oh yeah I guess a little bit but yeah we we talked about that quite a bit I found that surprising
2: uh, yeah um for myself and this is I because so Mr. Beavis was an episode that In the weeks leading up to talking about it, (laughs) you know, Nick was like, oh, it's going to be bottom, bottom tier. You know, there's no way it's going to be a long episode. And regarded, we went off on a lot of goofy ass tangents with Beavis and Butthead. And I've I've said this before, but I was actually, it was sort of a a little back of my head goal that I wanted to, you know, try and get it higher. And I know that with Nick, you know, you concede a little bit to, you know, where it goes and stuff, but- It was, it was such a fun, (laughs) like going in deeper and, and, you know, the, the qualities that made (laughs) the qualities (laughs) that made him like do his thing and the endless positivity. And there are episodes that are quite similar to this within this first season and to have it go in a positive direction instead of a negative of this first season. I think this is probably for me, like. Up there is the most positive episode. And it actually made me appreciate this episode more because of our speaking and stuff and kind of that that boundless positivity and shit.
3: From that yeah. perspective, I would say the Mighty Casey as well. I fully expected, because I don't remember anything about that episode, but just to hear, especially Nick, talk about it, leading up to it, like from, from episode, like, I don't know, 15 on. Yeah. Something would be mentioned about the Mighty Casey's coming up. I'm like, damn, this episode must be like dog shit. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> and we watched it, and yes, it's only at 31, but I think a lot of that was me and Triv.
0: <laughs> <Because> <laughs>
3: I know Nick still didn't love it, but he did. We were able to convince him because I think he would have probably put it at 35 or
1: 36. Mm-hmm. Well, no, where I would have you have gone? That I would have gone like 30, right above 16 millimeters. Ryan, uh, we weren't too far off.
3: Oh no. yeah, you you hate sixty millimeter shrine too. Yeah, I have a personal vendetta against that one. But um, I mean that we got it up to thirty one, yeah. And I know it's not big; that's not huge. But I really was expecting this to be like number forty two or something. I mean, I we hadn't even gotten there; like, we skipped some. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, this is gonna be like the worst episode. I'm not looking forward to this now. Watch it, and I was like, I mean, it's just a 1960s harmless comedy sitcom show actually but yeah i was surprised we got there i got that but also i wish i know i'm talking a lot i wish i had been here for time enough at last because i wasn't here for that one i feel like Uh that would have been one that would have for me at least i we could have gone off on some tangents about some of the deeper things about that one i remember listening to you guys's but i don't remember specifically what all you guys said that was a while back but I think that that one really would have opened up a lot of conversations. For, for the, well, just so
1: remembering back to that one, I think when you when you came on that's for the lonely treatment. as a, I know right when you, <laughs> <laughs> when you came on for the lonely as a guest host, I think I told Triv after we recorded, I said, "Son of a bitch, we should have had Jacob on from the beginning." Yeah. Chance, you know, perchance the dream would have been like thirty five, but you know, would, I think the, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I really the series agree. would have been really interesting. You know, me and Triv did a pretty nice job for those eleven episodes, but it's just like absolutely. Like damn. oh
2: yeah. I mean, Nick, you you're more professional at this than I am. I'm just kind of talking out of both sides of my face. So
3: um I'm talking out of both sides of my ass. So you got one <laughs> you're up on also me. Good. My eyes are just like <laughs> I, I am one step away from just bending over and ace venture my ass all over the place. <laughs> Excuse
0: me. <laughs> I'd like to
2: ask you like a few no
3: questions. <laughs> I mean if it wasn't yeah, so late yeah. and i really felt like getting up wouldn't i might hit the mic but i, I, <laughs> I i'm always one step away from that just no <laughs>
2: is that gonna appear in red sonia
3: well you just, uh the better question is not if it'll appear or more when uh is, <laughs> am i wearing pants when it appears
2: that is a good question
3: Cause you never know. All you yeah. see is right here. What's what's under? Shit got crazy. <laughs> how it does here in the fifth dimension? We get fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> so off our own asses. Uh, let's talk about our favorite and worst favorite episodes of the season. Who wants to start? Like, what what do you think is the best and what do you think is the worst episode of the season? Not from the list, but just your personal. <clears throat> this is all off the cuff, by the way, people.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs>
1: No, it's not we roll. We, we, we planned this. I planned this. I, I oh, absolutely. This. He planned it. We planned it three seconds ago. So yay. <laughs> it wouldn't be even if we had planned
3: it, I would have been just as unprepared. So don't don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let ladies go first.
2: Oh fuck you.
3: <laughs>
1: you think of me as a lady.
2: Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> so my favorite episode and and this is it's kind of going back like it's the one that I always kind of go back to as far as what defines the twilight zone for me No, and, Jess and, Bell
1: is not in the season true Oh
2: fuck well no that'd be the worst so <laughs> what is it uh what is it called it's a world no a world famous? of its own I for all of the the things that you could say from a from a feminine perspective or female perspective um I do absolutely love this episode the idea of and, I mean, we talked about it during the episode, but the idea of the process of writing fiction is so, you know, your characters do take on a life of their own. And I, I think it's so inventive. And the fourth wall break at the end, just it's that cherry on top of what is a very, very, very good Twilight Zone episode. Um, so that's kind of my favorite, uh, mm. least favorite. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could say The Fever. Eh, um, Let's see. I I kind of have a love-hate relationship with long live Walter Jameson. For as interesting as it is, I just I had no interest. I was watching, I I can't tell you exactly why outside of the things that we talked about. It just I sat there looking at my watch the entire episode going, Oh my god, this is the longest 24.257 minutes I've ever had.
3: (laughs) So (laughs) that one did lose it in the end, especially. Yeah. I was with it and then the last bit i was like what the fuck (laughs) for me yeah this is about you not me
2: oh well you and your (laughs) me and your ass but that's another story (laughs) no it's it's not that it's it's not an interesting yeah exactly i mean it it does it's a story as old as time as you know as far as the the long the long-lived person exactly (laughs) it just it just didn't strike with me on so many levels and i think the it kind of plays into those old school ideas about how you know women oh you know even though you have your phd fuck that you know you're gonna be my wife and make me dinner and stuff i don't know some of that just even though it's not a massive part of the episode it still kind of I gets me that. a bit so yeah
3: well i guess that means it's my turn um well you know we got this list and our number one one is the monsters you do on the street great episode iconic episode i can say that i think my f- it's a two-pronged answer because i can't do anything easy <laughs> when i think of season one the first episode that always comes to mind is not the best episode and it's not my favorite but it is my favorite ending and i've mentioned it a few times so those of you that you know those two that listen to it every week are uh, probably gonna know what i'm gonna say and that would be i forgot the name of it third from the sun uh, i thought mm-hmm. it had a fantastic ending like that is one of beyond the fourth wall breaking in the last episode i thought third from the sun's ending was phenomenal this is awesome but as we discussed in that episode about that episode i had to uh <laughs> come to terms with the fact that it they, that they don't ending, know math.
1: they don't do yeah. math <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, that, but also there's a couple episodes like that, by the way, but, um, (laughs) that and the, the, it had an amazing ending. I mean, I love that ending. That ending was so good, but everything that led up to it was just kind of fine. It went bad. It was just kind of fine. Kind of goes back to what we were talking about a while ago. Had a great idea. We got to get there. The road there is not as fun. But um, to answer the question, after that long-winded explanation, my favorite episode, I probably think, after the, the next one that comes to mind, the one that sticks out the most to me would probably be the Purple Testament. And I think a lot of that is because it, till this, well, th- through this season, at least, I still think it has absolutely the best performances out of all. And not just like, oh, a little bit better, like markedly better. Like the natural, real, legit performances, I felt like, and I mentioned this then, that Sterling took like particular care with this because he not only was in the military, but he was stationed, I think, in a similar place that this took place, mm-hmm. or the same place, or something like that. But so I think this was a of a, a special. This meant something a little more to him, and uh, he got performers who could legit. They weren't. Kind of the traditional, uh, like stage performers doing TV more, more or less. These are actual actors, and uh, he he direct. I don't think he directed it, but he uh, uh, moved them in the direction to actually give much more heartfelt performances. And that's what really stuck stuck out to me about that one. Almost everybody in the episode did a great job, but the two main leads they're the ones who really like sold the shit out of that one. And the story itself. Well, it definitely had that twilight zone side of things, it really focused on what it does to this person that is like to know, because he more or less knows when people are going to die. And they're the people under his, his reign. And I thought that that was a really neat way of dissecting that. And I don't know, it just really resonated with me. I just thought that it, was a, it was a really great episode all around. I mean, it, it it never slowed down. It told its story. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was just right. And even the inevitability of the ending, you knew it was coming. But still, when it did, there was this little part of you that was hoping maybe that won't. But then it did. So
1: you actually talked was
3: a fantastic episode.
1: I was gonna say, you talked me into making that higher than I was going to because it just, it's an episode that really kind of took me off guard too. Cause I wasn't thinking about, you know, you don't think about episodes being impactful like that. But did you guys have like, did you guys already name a word, like a worst episode? She did. I didn't, I talk a lot. I know. I (laughs) talked
3: a lot. It's all good. That's what editing's for. That's what you're for. Um, No, uh, as far as my worst episode, I mean, the fevers. That's a tough, that's a top contender for sure, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and not go with the fever because that's, that well, let me, let me actually ask you this.
1: What was the, what would you consider like the most disappointing episode that you expected to really love? I mean, the fever was always considered terrible by a lot of Twilight Zone fans, but is there an mm-hmm. episode that you were, you were expecting to love, but ended up hating more than you should have or more uh... than you realized?
3: There was one that True. I was disappointed in. I'll, I'll I'll let you think about it for a minute. True, I was gonna say that my the the one <laughs> and this one there's it's it's a, it's been a point of contention. The fucking perchance the dream, man. I I can't. I I hated that <laughs> fucking episode. Show, that LP, <laughs> I hated it. And to every week, sit here and look at that thing in the top ten, and it never got knocked out of the fucking top ten. It's at number ten. Just is like salt <laughs> on the wound. I yeah. I liked much like the fever. There were I like the idea. I like the idea of for chance to dream. I like the whole thing. Like the ending was like oh okay that's interesting. But by that point I was like fuck off episode. <laughs> I hated everything else about it. I mean I like the whole idea of this guy not being able to sleep and being afraid to die and going into dreams and having that dream like world. I just hated the fucking dream like world. I just couldn't stand it. It just it. Something about that episode, I didn't just dislike or was bored. I I wanted to hurt it. I I wanted to, <laughs> to hit it. I didn't like it. You know, it's I can't funny. really give you much more than that. It was just I hated the Catwoman. She went a fucking Catwoman. She looked like Liz Taylor. She's just a woman with a bunch of fucking makeup on. But yeah, there's that one. But to answer your other question real quick, one that uh, disappointed me was, and this is a weird, the Chaser. As soon as I started watching, I was like, this is that fucking Tales from the Crypt episode I love so much. It's one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. Maybe not my favorite, but that is up there in my top five or ten. And I love Tales from the Crypt. So I was expecting all of a sudden what I expected out of that episode went up. And I saw, I was like, oh, this is cool to see the genesis of something I love. This is cool to see where that came from. But it ended on such a fucking nerfed fucking, (laughs) the ending of that one was just like, what? what that's the what get the fuck out of here so yeah that that disappointed me because i was really expecting i didn't expect it to go as dark especially as gritty and violent as uh the tales from the crypt episode did but i was expecting like the basic same thing and that is just not what we got it just was it kind of ended on like a and i was like (laughs) get the fuck out of here so yeah that was a little bit disappointing to me but
1: you want to (laughs) hear you want to hear something crazy Perchance of Dream was uh, episode nine. and You popped up in episode 11. So you missed that episode Damn by it. two days. <laughs> I, I didn't Damn think it. about it. And the funny thing is, I didn't ask, you know, when I, when we uh, decided to bring you on, I had asked Triv during Judgment Night. So it wasn't actually during Perchance of Dream. So if I, had, you would have been on Judgment Night or Perchance of Dream if I had thought about it. So
2: Oh, that's okay. Ooh, it it would no, I think not. That's...
3: It would not
1: have been
0: up that
1: high. <laughs> I oh man
2: this is this so is jacob's uh villain origin story right here is perchance know, right? to <laughs>
3: it may that may actually be another reason i dislike it so much because of course i went back and watched i think i, I came on it uh what was the lonely. came on
1: uh, when the sky was the sky was opened mm-hmm. but i mean the was lonely up. was the first yep. well yeah what is it yeah, lonely was episode seven ten. and he came out episode 11 okay so there's 10
3: episodes i hadn't watched so the first few the little while that i was here i was going back and here there where i could watching episodes so i look at this one and at the time it wasn't 10 it was up in like top five six yeah, seven somewhere probably, it was higher yeah. up and i was like okay this could be a solid episode yeah i'm gonna sit down and i remember i was doing something <laughs> i was like i'm gonna watch this This is gonna be some
1: good shit what the fuck is this <laughs> shit <laughs> he actually almost quit the podcast when that happened I mean, really,
3: <laughs> i'm glad we didn't record that night i would to come on as soon as we came and be like fuck fuck
1: you
2: <laughs> well that's probably mostly my fault so i apologize if you want uh, to like kick my no, out, you know? it's okay every if time you per it, jan-
1: you <laughs> every time for chance to dream is talked about uh, uh, jacob screams <laughs> yeah if, if you love it you love it i'm yeah. not here to judge
2: i think but it I'm was. Judging.
1: i fucking hated it
2: no no understandable <laughs> i think it was probably the fact that like being that it was before the fever and you actually had like sort of a depiction of suicide, like they they went dark with that. And it was early enough on where, I mean, I know for me personally, I wasn't like I had forgotten a lot of the stuff that Twilight Zone did and the fact that they took it to that extent. And again, I know it's an ending. It's not anywhere else. But the fact that they talked mental health, especially from a guy perspective, that's just not something that a lot was done then or that you saw You're in media.
3: What fucked me up on my was well, the
2: cat woman, we know.
3: <laughs> no, 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 not even that. What what screwed the pooch, what screwed me here was not perchance to dream being so high. Because on my quest to get it lower, I couldn't. <laughs> because, but also before I got here, it was placed one above one for the angels. Oh, so yeah. I couldn't talk that one down without talking one for the angels down, which is not a bad episode. So then I'm sitting here and I'm like, fuck. I need to get more episodes that are better than both of those. All of them are better than one of them, but I need to get some that are better than one for the angels. And I couldn't, we kept having episodes that I were like, this is definitely better than Perchance to Dream, but not better than one for the angels. So I've like, what the fuck? I needed to be here be- be- before both of those.
2: And one for the angels is like number three.
3: Yeah. Like third See? episode. Stuck that damn one for the angels. Some of my <laughs> anger bleeds over to it as well. Oh, I think,
1: I think perchance of dream was like number two at one point or something was like it that. that high? It was high, I'm, I'm, no, it was oh, number three because one for the angels. Time that's what I thought oh. it was in the top five when I watched it.
3: That would or make sense, damn near it. Now, I mean, granted, when I came on there, when I came on for good, there were 11 episodes. I came on on the 11th episode, so much at, smaller list.
2: And at that point, you had Where's Everybody the 16 Millimeter Shrine, Judgment Night. You had you had some that were meh, levels, so.
3: I don't know, 60 millimeter shine was kind of boring, but still. <laughs> Damn, I hate that episode. I really, I th- I know I hate it more because it's just, it's like up there, taunting it taunts me. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, can't get rid of me.
2: Wow, that would be, if that's the voice that had come on, I would have kicked it down to like 35.
3: Yeah, it's like, you just want to, it's like a little kid that won't shut the fuck up. And just, you just want to kick him <laughs> out of the tree and be like, I don't know what happened.
2: <laughs> you want to send him to the cornfield, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. <laughs> sent to a cornfield with Lila <laughs> <laughs> tell
2: yeah. us how you really feel I hope this is cathartic
1: Trey, what about you Was the most disappointing episode for you
2: so uh, there are a couple that kind of hit me like when we got talking about um time enough at last that one did actually if it hadn't been for Burgess Meredith and that ending I probably would have said you know it deserves to be lower but um that one didn't hit me as hard as allergy i i had never seen elegy and i don't know it's one of those things where it's like a blockbuster movie you know it gets hyped up and gets hyped up and gets hyped up and then you uh-huh. watch it and it's like it's okay but then you're like well it, it, it's got some good stuff and again it's a case of the ending is what makes it so freaking awesome and there's a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff about it but i just kind of looked at it and went i was expecting this to be a new number one to to knock everything out of the park and I kind of went and even more than you nick i mean the online like it is considered to be such a good movie or such a good episode and it is allergy? it's okay yeah like uh, everyone that i talked to was like oh my god allergy and it's just it's it's fine seriously? but it's yeah but you it's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> i don't know
3: i don't know honestly I, i'd heard you guys speak on it and i kind of got like a this kind of vibe from it, that it I, I like it like, mm. I, I was the one that
1: was hyping it up because i it's a guilty pleasure episode for me i, I really like the the concept i think of that's yeah
3: you had said that a few times like almost the, the way you prefaced it was almost like this isn't the greatest episode but there's something about it like, like yeah that i like so i was like okay yeah. i mean i can deal with that
2: no so, this
3: isn't gonna be top tier but it's definitely not gonna be bottom and that's exactly where it ended like literally right in the middle
2: yeah and maybe it was in my own mind like the way you talked about it because I went in 100% blind to that episode like I didn't do any research on it I just went in as was and that was probably on me more than anything else but and it's not even that that they're (laughs) it's not even that they're bad (laughs) episodes by any stretch it's just There's that, when you look at, like we talked about before, when you look at something with a critical eye, it does take a different turn than what it would be just if you're a passive viewer.
3: Yeah. That's how the chaser was with me. I don't think it was a terrible episode. I just had different, I was disappointed in the ending specifically because I had just a different view of it. Right. And I was like looking at it backwards in its evolution from like what it that story became and this is where it came from. And I was like, Yeah. yeah.
1: As for me, the the most surprising episode has to be the purple testament just because i went in not really expecting much out of that episode and it's actually really good uh nightmare as a child is another one they're right next to each other but nightmare as a child is something i i don't don't know if i was happy after watching the episode but it is a pretty remarkable episode with what it was trying to do for the 1950s and 60s so um. yeah yeah.
2: no those are good choices and they definitely had a lot of conversation
1: Exactly. Uh, most disappointing episode is the invaders. Um, it's just a terrible, terrible motherfucker. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, the Son most the disappointing bitch. episode. Not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> the most disappointing. I read episodes, that.
3: Did, didn't you tell? I'm sorry to cut you off, but didn't you say no, something like that? Was it last week or the week before, where somebody? Oh, paste
2: Magazine. Yeah, they they oh, listed yeah, it. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember how far down the list it was, but Fuck it was pretty far down. It was actually, I think it was at the very end of that list.
3: They sucked. All their credibility is lost. I don't know what <laughs> credibility they had before.
1: Well, they are a magazine called Paste, so yeah, yeah I don't, I, I'm they not they ate a lot of paste. When they were kids. <laughs>
0: um,
1: even the most disappointing episode, even though we have it at number seven, is Time Enough at Last. Now, the more and more I think about it, it just when I was talking to Trip, when I was talking to Triv about it, just how much it really, I, I'm surprised it's still as high as it is because it really is. It's an episode with probably, well, probably one of the most singular endings of any series ever. It's like one of the most recognizable, but it's just an episode that's so depressing.
0: Yeah.
1: So dour. So just uncomfortable in its nature of just suicide in general can be played for laughs, I guess. But the way he was doing it, it just, it was too much. Yes, you live in an apocalyptic world, but there's so much that you could be doing. And, you know, the, the, uh, how, how a guy loses his glasses, is how a guy is as smart as he is, loses his glasses the way he does, and somehow he doesn't have an extra pair of glasses. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't wear glasses, so maybe I'm wrong on that. I just realized I well- was
3: ranting on... One for the angels when that's actually under time enough at last, not for chance to dream. So it's actually the hitchhiker is the one that oh, chance to dream, which is a good one too. Don't
2: you dare disrespect Nan Adams.
3: That's what I'm saying. I, I can't say nothing to her. She'll drift in here and kill my ass.
2: Basically, yeah. Sorry, Nan. You're as good as a purple testicle.
1: All right, I'll take out my purple testicle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I don't know time enough it last. It, it's still a good episode it's some it's one that i would watch but the more and more you think about it i mean it's like any of these episodes the more and more you think about it there's gonna be goods and bads that come out of it even oh, monster yeah. to do on maple street you know the fact that the aliens are like really weird looking and stuff like that <laughs> and you know they're wearing i think they're wearing like jumpsuits or whatever from planes and
2: fancy jumpsuits
1: yeah it is it's a little weird for but i mean it's 2022 and we have much better technology these days even though do
0: we though <laughs>
1: If different you know, technology yeah yeah
2: there you go there you go well i'll and never forget oh god no no
1: god go go oh i
2: just uh, just random side thing like the time enough to last the fact that that episode amongst all of these is used by futurama in the whatever it is called the scary door like they're <laughs> lose, oh like... you know i know i know sign language and then his hands fall off and, <laughs>
1: and his eyes fall out too <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly <laughs>
3: i haven't seen that episode but this is funny as hell oh
2: it's 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 fucking hilarious it's just well and it's like a little like it's it's a smaller you know it's kind of a cutaway to the tv and you see that part of it and that's really all you see but it's it's such a i don't know it is like the epitome of what twilight zone is at that point in time
1: now here's a here's something that triv you brought up uh is there something you would change about this season is there something that you would
2: <laughs> just to just to screw I mean, with you i know what Jacob move... will move just to screw with you, I'd move I'm sixteen ready. millimeter shrine up to like number seven. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she has been calling that since
1: the beginning. Yes. Yeah, I know. From the very just,
2: beginning, at that.
1: That's that when we end the series when we finish out the series. That's gonna be Triv's last dying request. Move it up to number seven.
2: Absolutely above everything else, with exception of the invaders, because I have mad respect.
1: I I'm not gonna lie. Yep. I know Jacob's the first person I've ever heard that really loved that episode. And then that came out, everybody came out in the woodwork and said that's like the one of the greatest episodes ever. I'm like, I have spoken.
3: Apparently Jacob <laughs> had the listened. power
1: of the gods. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I have spoken, then, so shall it be. Yeah. I've so always loved have, that episode. <laughs> now the question is remains, will we we'll reach number one? We'll see. We'll see. Ooh. But no. I uh, thought it was in
3: season one. Actually, when you asked me uh when you guys first started and you said hey would you actually i remember when you asked me it was when you were doing your uh it was either right before or right after your three-year anniversary or you did a live stream it was either for your anniversary or three i don't think it was three thousand i think it was your three-year anniversary
1: yeah, three year third year probably
3: yeah and you you like did you showed your new intro and all that because i remember telling you hey that's from hbo and you're like oh i didn't I'm, i was hoping people yeah. get that vibe and all that <clears throat> And you had mentioned you either mentioned that you were going to be doing that Twilight Zone thing. I think because you were on my podcast right before that. And that's when we talked about it. And you said, I'm gonna be doing this. And you asked me then, hey, would you want to come on sometimes? Yeah. And around that time you asked me which one. And I was thinking the invaders was in season one. I couldn't remember yeah. the name of it though. And I thought <laughs> the lonely, I thought that was the invaders. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I gotta watch it and I was like. Food, Is- robot? Yeah, I, I got to watch and I was like, that was not the episode I thought it was. But hey, it's all good. But yeah, I thought that, that was The Invaders. It wasn't until like halfway through the season. I was like, oh shit, that's season
1: two. <laughs> well, good news. Good. You, you don't have to wait long. There's like 16 episodes or something. Actually, it is a long time. Now I think about
2: it. <laughs> not four months, roughly.
1: I know what spot I've got reserved for it.
2: Yay.
1: Numbers. How about How about you? Yeah, exactly. How about you, Nick? Uh, What were we talking about?
2: If you could change a position of any. Oh, well, no, I guess Jake would. (laughs) Sorry. No, go ahead. No, uh, which, yeah, or Nick, which episode would you change?
1: Well, something I change from um, the current list. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. I I think about this. Uh, I mean, I'd probably put like mirror image higher or something like that, but there's not really. I mean, it's a pretty good list, so there's not really. The only thing I would change is, like, give us, like, less episodes. (laughs) There's so many episodes in this first season. Like, it's amazing. Like, there's only five seasons. I think there's, like, 160 episodes or 156. It's crazy to think about.
3: Where would you put Mirror Image? We're going somewhere. Uh, I'd put it top 10. Top 10? So you would at least put it in spot 10,
1: right?
2: Oh, my God. I can see what you're trying to do, you ass, you
1: dork. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'd put Perchance a dream at number two. Actually, we'll, <laughs> we'll put enough. it at, we'll put it at zero so it can just never be like taken out. I, I'm leaving. Uh,
0: no.
2: <laughs> you son of a bitch.
1: I actually thought about doing that, believe it or not. Allowing each person to have um an episode that they would move in a different spot. Like where would they put it? And like, you know, you'd put perchance a dream triv would put you know the 60 millimeter shrine i would put uh i don't know would you Elegy. move the
2: would you move the monsters of doing maple street up to like like double triple one that way it yeah, can so never nobody, be
1: yeah it's it's locked in the first place nobody can ever change it triple one would be
2: 111 <laughs> by the way <laughs> yeah true damn it oh, shit
1: <laughs> I, I that sounds like an enticing idea but at
3: the end of the day i would Honestly, it probably devalued the list a little bit if we did that once the <laughs> yeah. season we switched three things around. God knows where this would go.
2: Oh, man. But, See, mine but, is just purely driven by spite, so.
3: I mean, I do think that we should move for Chance the Dream, but beyond that one, I think that we should probably not do that anymore. We should definitely move it. <sighs> Pussy. And it would be a modest a modest move a
1: very modest move for like 30 all points. the way down to the bottom.
2: <laughs> uh, 30 it places would, up or down no big deal
1: 35 it would, you know it'd be 156 by the time we're done
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably be 172 just out of spite
1: you ever let me get a
3: hold of that editing program that <laughs> list is in <laughs> i'm gonna change it
1: and lock it <laughs> there you go um but actually jacob you brought up an interesting idea. Um, tell me why perchance a dream is like the greatest episode ever you and i are fine but we're gonna make jacob just do perchance.
2: <laughs> oh we're hazing okay <laughs> no, i kidding. am on board uh, for this shit
1: i'm gonna make you do it too trip i'm just gonna. oh god
2: damn it
3: <laughs> oh man perchance the fucking dream i think i blocked most of that out <laughs> <laughs> well you know perchance the dream is quite possibly the eight best twilight zone episode ever made definitely in season 1 because it's really like it deals with some issues about like suicide and mental issues that you just didn't see back then like God, this guy me. he's seeing cat people and stuff in his sleep and <clears throat> kills himself in the end, which I, you know, I really, you know, something else the episode really did well was honestly I really related to this character because by the end I wanted to fucking kill myself too. So It really it really projected that feeling out to me, the viewer. I was like, man, yes, they are really making me want to take my own life having sat through this. This was, it was only 24 minutes long, but man it's, it's It breezed by and just felt like it was 24 hours long it was (laughs) I never want to go to a theme park again and I really enjoy roller coasters but now I'm going to see you know Elizabeth Taylor it every time I go somewhere
1: you don't want want a woman cackling at you while you go up a a roller coaster hill
3: no I mean you know prior to seeing this I would have loved that that would have sounded like a great Tuesday afternoon but now I absolutely do because this is the greatest episode ever made (laughs) (laughs) It did. I mean, okay. The episode really, it, it. I liked what they were trying to say here. And I think that, you know, there are aspects of it that they, uh, they did a really good job showing this man's manic franticness of how he's like, how sleep or sleep deprivation rather can really just drive you to like these crazy places. Um, if I remember correctly, the episode it was always kind of up in the air, whether there was some type of supernatural force possibly behind what's going on here, but I liked how in the end, it kind of, for me leaned, it brought it all back home. It wasn't like a supernatural thing. I don't think it was more of, yeah, this was just all in his sight, in his, his mind. I mean, he not having sleep for that long. Cause if you've ever gone for a long time without sleep, you know what it's like you do. You kind of almost start to see things and think things and your mind goes crazy. Cause it's just exhausted. And I think they portrayed that pretty good. I mean, he was having some crazy, dumb dreams. And that's what happens when you uh, are deprived of sleep. You dream of dumbass shit. And that's what he did for 24 minutes and fucking Mm -hmm. killed himself. So I can totally relate with that. And that's why that relatability to the main (laughs) character
1: is what really brought it home for me.
2: That was beautiful. You deserve an Oscar for that performance
1: yeah my invisible hat off to you sir yes exactly <laughs> true your turn uh
2: i don't even know which one i there's no episodes that i really hate i mean the fever is what you it like is me to go? uh no pick one for me
3: um you gotta give us which ones are the ones you hate uh, i don't hate yeah. any of them i At mean I, give us a pool I, that right from. no
2: i understand i get it I, I there's none that i mean there's none that stand out as i mean the the Chaser was weak sauce. Long live Walter Jameson was eh.
3: wasn't that you know, the one you early. said you disliked the most out of Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, yeah, so long
1: real... live Walter Jameson. Oh, for fuck's sake.
2: I don't remember much about it. Um I, I I think for the time, you know, I mean, the guy's name was Walter Jameson, which is a nice strong Masculine name, you yes. know. He had he had a sexy ass ring. uh mm-hmm. His handwriting was clearly beautiful. That you know he could, mm-hmm. you know, pass on his wisdom to his class. um mm-hmm. He was dating a woman significantly younger than him. So I mean, pimp, pimp, pimp yeah. Pinpoints are strong, you know. uh her, her taste in men was a little weird, but you know, who am I to judge? I, you know, I've dated my fair He's share of weird assholes. Yeah, exactly. He's experienced, <laughs> and hopefully. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if he was more interested in the daughter or the dad. So that goes to show some, you know, early, you know, possibilities of, of some, you know, some, you know, playing for both teams, kind of a thing. He's uh,
3: been around the block quite a few times, you know, he's exploring uh, new things. I'm here to help.
2: Exactly. I mean, Photoshop, <laughs> Photoshop, they didn't have back then. And they managed to put him into a photo that looked semi real. Um, The furnishings of the house that they, that they spent a lot of time at were, tastefully appointed and i you know given Mm the 1960s i would have definitely enjoyed living in that house uh you know the the daughter could definitely cook a damn fine roast or whatever the hell they had for dinner so that was that was a nice you know that was a good thing um could smell it through the tv uh you know and i definitely wanted to eat because afterwards because it felt like a fucking you know you it was yeah it was another 24-hour cycle of things and much you wanted like, to eat
3: because you threw everything up because you're sick. Yeah,
2: basically, you know? yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> but it was from the good side of it, you know, because I was just so projected by this movie, yeah. I had to projectile vomit to make it worth yeah. my time. Bring it home. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I yeah, like we got,
1: we got Scrimshaw from inner Space in this episode. Yes, yeah. that, that's when, also that's good. A, definitely, that's also plus. good. He wow. his henchman was Mister Igo, who had uh, a certain appendage that could. Uh, possibly uh vibrate people
2: well that is that's true that's very true too and i do enjoy a good vibrating appendage uh wands, wands <laughs> uh wonderful know, wands. he you know mr jameson was easy to clean up at the end because he turned to dust so you know he disposed of himself in a way that made me very happy uh dust. yeah that that's so that's why the, along with walter jameson is an episode worthy to be at number 30
3: but <laughs> <laughs> but but how did it make you feel?
2: <laughs> oh, just so happy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. so
3: happy!
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can see that? Yeah. Just get you outside. I think
2: I'm broken. <laughs> Can't move.
1: <laughs> now me. gone. I've sucked the blow.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs>
2: Well, so did he. <laughs> I would like to go from suck to blow just to get rid of all his ashes and leave no trace.
1: I know his, his, uh, his partner, his partner, his, uh, his friend there probably was like, man, this is an exciting time. Let me go down. And...
2: Yep. that That's where the origin of cocaine, of snorting cocaine came from was snorting Walter Jameson. In fact, that oh, should have so been it's... the name snorting Walter Jameson. <laughs>
1: That's a, that's a, that's what their their expression is. Long live Walter Jameson. As they go, exactly. So now like it's,
3: it's now it's Nick's turn to tell us about his most hated episode. Nightmare as a child because he hates children.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. So let me tell you about a little episode called the Fever. The Fever is very much about gambling, right? Yes. I used to be an mm-hmm. addict of gambling. So I remember a time. When I was at the Hard Rock Casino in Tampa, Florida, and I heard a certain sound. That sound was blackjack, blackjack.
0: Ooh. So I went
1: and played blackjack and lost a lot of the money. And then I had a cowbell and I'm like, I have a fever. And so <laughs> I go up to my room <laughs> and this gambling machine's up there and it's just talking to me. What, what, was, the, what was the name again? Franklin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Franklin was like, jump out the window. And I'm like, I don't want to. And he's like, jump out the window. I'm like, I don't want to. And he somehow grew arms, pushed me out the window. And I fell, no joke, two feet. So, <laughs> therefore, the fever is really relatable because it's my bi- biography about my life as a gambler. So, there when you- I fell those two mm-hmm. feet, the people outside were like, he's dead. But it's all right. Somebody <laughs> will come pick them up, and that's why the episode "The Fever" is a very, very important episode to me, as well as to anyone who has a gambling addiction, because you might meet your own fate of two feet out the window mm-hmm. while being attacked by a gambling machine.
3: <laughs> and that's why On we have it at thirty-six. It. Because, yeah, like if this list was was spherical, thirty-six would be right next to number one. Exactly. If it was spherical, and I think our list is spherical,
2: very much,
1: right? Sure.
2: <laughs> the only, here the now. only, here the here only now. one.
1: Huh? <laughs>
2: Jesus. The only number more, you know, substantial than thirty-six would be forty-two, but that's for a different reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If I'm sure is, at one we'll point, fever will be forty-two. I'm sure.
1: I, I have really anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, You've we have 42 episodes. Yeah. And we've listened. Yes. We hear you.
2: Yes. And we appreciate your story. And we know that Rod Serling wrote The Fever, looking many, many years into the future and seeing that you were going to live that. Oh, so you, right. my friend, have a personal connection to Rod Serling.
3: Yes, I Thank do. you for sharing.
2: Yes. this beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It takes me in places I haven't been touched in years. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been touched here since I was in kindergarten. And
0: oh good
2: lord. I
3: just want to say I thank you and I appreciate it. I mean it Anything is something special
2: when help. Nick can touch you in that place.
3: You've brought yeah. things up that haven't been brought up in a long time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like my lunch.
1: All right, all right. So that was fun. Um
2: a lexicon. Bef- well need well, to no, talk no. About
1: the- well oh. let me let me do this before we go into lexicon. Uh yeah, you crumble. Is there anything else you want to talk about <laughs> with the first season before we uh, go into that next segment that Triff spoiled? You
2: oh piss off, you great bloody prude.
1: <laughs> no, anyways, are you there, mocking
2: a- me? You bastard? Come <laughs> down here right now.
1: Actually, I would have to come up there. True. Or come over to the side. I don't know which.
2: It's kind of a combination, really.
1: Yeah. I have no idea where I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're you're with Jeff. I mean, what else needs to be said?
1: that's all i need yeah you're in the you're in the perchance of our dreams yeah oh (laughs) Oh. (laughs) but is there anything i just want to talk about in the in the first season before we go into the last segment yeah
2: it's been my pleasure
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) uh... (laughs) i'm with you You guys have made the first season so much fun. Like truly, this has been like every time we get together to record. And I, I hope that the front, the fun comes through in in when people watch this because genuinely, it's just been so much fun with the two of you. You're both crazy nah. assholes, and I love you. And I'm not nah. drunk. I swear it. I'm not drunk.
1: Definitely. That, that five cent beer,
2: man. It it goes right to my head. He's and...
1: drunk on Tweria Woo! power.
2: Oh shit! I'm stuck. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> why are my eyebrows like
1: that you ah! actually, you're actually stuck
2: i am didn't
1: know when i made eyebrows like this just like i Spock. can't
2: get why isn't she jumping come on okay there we go Sorry. Oh, <laughs>
1: you're so drunk she doesn't know where to shouldn't she's like yes so anyways any, anything else you want to talk about on the first season besides goodness
2: I mean, I, I missed a trivia question about Bob Dylan um, randomly winning a Nobel Peace Prize for his, for literature in 2016. And I was pretty pissed about that, but that's okay. Unrelated what? to this. Oh,
3: season. oh, I was like, what does it have to do with Twilight? Like, no? Nothing. <laughs> Abs- <laughs> nothing.
0: You get okay, nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
3: nothing. I'm so stupid. Stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like, we ain't found shit.
3: Yeah, we ain't found shit. <laughs> I just, I'm a uh, yeah, as Trish said, I'm I've enjoyed this this season more. I always liked the Twilight Zone but I've enjoyed going back and watching these because there's been quite a few of them like they're vaguely familiar but it was almost like a first time watch all around for me and I've really enjoyed coming on and just talking about these things and exploring them deeper because like I, I've said a couple times already on this episode uh, itself is I just, I, th- I find it crazy how sometimes we'll go with the simplest episode and just go down these rabbit holes of stuff and it's not always just like haha funny things we're saying but it's like legit like i really truly wonder i would have loved if nothing else to have been able to sit down with rod serling and just some of the things that we some of the conclusions or possible conclusions we've come to and just say was this a thing were you were you trying to say that you you can talk now you know i mean i i just (laughs) Some of the things that we've we've come up with, I just really do wonder, were they really going for that? Or was that just us digging, you know, real deep and going deep on it and, and coming to that conclusion ourselves? But that's one of the greatest things about this show so far is that it allows you to do that. There's a lot of nuance to it, a lot of places it could go. It leaves enough open doors that you can just, like... There's so many things that you can take from each episode. And even if they weren't intended that way, I've got to think that the show, the episode, the structure of the entire series, that was intended at least somewhat to to be able to, you know, take multiple meanings from things. Well, or that maybe shows I'm just looking into it too much. I don't know, but it's what I think.
2: I, I think it tra- I think it does <laughs> transcend and whether it was intentioned or not, it, you know, the reason it survived, the reason that you know, even something goofy like the fact that it's still shown, you know, in marathons on sci-fi or whatever channel, IFC, whichever one you want to choose, I think that does show the power that it has to endure. I mean, no other version of this series, you know, whether you're talking the 80s version, the 90s version, the couple of that have come in the 2000s, none of them have come quite to the level of this. And there's, you could say there's a lot of reasons for that, but it's just it endures well
3: well, those existing is a show of how great this show is yeah because in 2020 or 2019 whenever it was that came out they made a new twilight zone show and it was based on this show from the 60s this little you know 19 very 1960s anthology series and every almost just with the exception of the 70s i guess every decade since then i think has had its version <clears throat> of the twilight zone and i don't mean something oh that's like the twilight like black mirrors very twilight no like the twilight zone they have mm. had a twilight zone they tried to get off the floor and some of them were off the ground and some of them have, have been good and had their good moments but none of them have ever quite lived up to the og twilight zone true from back then
2: i mean and think about show wise like and not to say like, you could look at Doctor Who and say it's been kind of,
3: yeah.
2: by and large, on the air for the past 50 or 60 years. But, Total and not seventy. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can't necessarily 100% say that about the Twilight Zone, but no. in some ways you can. Like, the spirit of it has, has endured. And look at all the pop culture stuff that you get from this. All of, them, I mean, we talked about Futurama. And that's one, that's one tiny example, you know, in the, 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 the stories that it's helped shape
3: i think you could walk into any restaurant anywhere in the world pretty much not just in the u.s but in the world and just start going do 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 and people immediately know i mean and it could be people that don't even know the twilight zone all that well if at all but everybody knows that song i mean there's a, there's parts of the twilight zone that are deeply ingrained in the lexicon of of just you know Humanity, humanity, just across the board. It, it transcended borders, and you know. I think that's really cool. I mean, there's more than just the song, but I mean, you gotta admit that's a pretty fucking iconic song or tune.
2: Well, it's up there with the grades It's you know, Psycho and Jaws, and you know, it's a yeah. few notes, but it it tells a story.
3: I mean, when I people agree. talk about something creepy, they might just be like, doo doo do 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 and that's the yep.
1: fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> Ironically, Twilight Zone created by the uh composer of uh Psycho.
2: Nice. Well, there Bernard you go. Herman. Man was good with like give him give him four notes and he'll change your world.
1: Good with go fiddling things. See, the first the first season has taught me I don't know what I'm doing here. I was just looking for the can originally. So <laughs> I, um and then I realized I cry like Snoopy. That's and okay. Then Snoopy. I asked Meg, who let you back in the house? <laughs> Uh, I saw Baywatch. I think it was freaking rad. It turned out to be a bigger buzzkill than Buzz Killington.
3: <laughs> we're doing a Family Guy lexicon. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: My my real my real lesson here is morning assholes.
2: <laughs> Good That's morning it. asshole.
1: Uh, but no, in all honestly, the first season. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Anything man. else you we had to know. add on the? Oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah, no, it's just it's interesting what you learn when you actually explore the the ideas. That's what I've learned. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And all like because
2: it. of you, Nick. Yeah. All this is here because you started it.
1: You built you this city, it. Josh. On rock and roll. I will keep. You built the city on twilight zone. So... Exactly.
2: <laughs> this all started in your brain, and that is so incredibly cool. And I thank you.
1: I don't know if we should be happy about <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: Josh, I will come up there and bitch slap you.
1: Once again, he has to go down, down, down. Jesus Christ!
2: <laughs> Jake, you're closer uh, to him. Will you please drive down to Miami and beat the ever loving shit out of him, please? For being such a dork. Me.
1: I live alone. <laughs> just a just band by the
0: river. I care if you
2: I will take your mother out to dinner and not call her the next day. <laughs>
3: that needs to be on my line
1: (laughs) what I'm not
2: allowed to do that
1: (laughs) well speaking of uh things of lexicon uh let's talk about the lexicon this is Jacob's uh uh, Jacob's contributions to the series is the lexicons um
2: it's pretty great what is
1: what is the best lexicon Yes. What is the best lexicon word that we've had so far? I don't even remember the more words, phrases but, than words, but yeah. Phrases. Um,
3: I mean, there's a few that stand out to me. I guess we should probably go through them. I don't know if you're going to want to put them on the screen or not, but um, I can go through them. But so yeah, uh, Trivita, uh, uh requested the other night. We were talk- when we were talking about this um, to to put these to a narrative. Just to a challenge. Challenge accepted. I suppose. I don't know if I'll be as successful at it this time. I didn't really. I don't remember what the hell I said the other night but i just started saying them and decided to uh give it, give it a little story um so in, in the vein of of twilight zone i suppose i do not remember where i started so i need a starting point somebody give me a, give me a starting point what's what's where where does our scene open
1: uh, um, stop fighting in a, in a
2: psychologist in a psychologist <laughs> in, a, in a therapist office on like the 98th floor of a building the guy is oh. having terrible dreams about a cat woman
3: oh fuck you <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 No, okay. okay. No, 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 no. I'll We're give you something different.
2: There. Okay, <laughs> give me something good. Give me something. Good. I was going to say um you you believe you have four different identities and you're walking under a bunch of neon signs.
3: Come on. <laughs> Come <laughs> okay. on. Okay.
2: <It's> just... <laughs> you're standing in the middle of a desert and you're holding a potato.
1: You just had word. sex with a robot. This... Yeah, a, <laughs> scene
3: opens Man, middle of desert potato. I was hoping for a little bit more than that, but okay. We'll uh ahead.
2: you're wearing manned potato. You're wearing you're wearing plaid or you're wearing uh plaid pants and yeah. uh patent leather shoes. And you just had sex with a robot and you just had to shoot her in the head okay. because you Man couldn't take her with in you. in
3: desert with potato
1: sex. Your best your best friend is a best friend is a gambling machine. Well
3: we're adding too much here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I feel like one of those rap battle things where the people walk up and they're like, Yeah, give me a starting point. And then they start like rapping about all the stuff that people are wearing and stuff. And they're like, Really good at that. I'm not. So let's <laughs> see what I can do here. Okay. So um, we open to a man in the desert with his potato. What is this potato? You may ask. Well, if you ask that of this potato, you might just get an answer like, Shut the fuck up or I'll sock you in the puss. That may seem like an odd, odd response from a potato, but. You know, it's better than just being called a crumb bump. So we have this man with his potato, and unbeknownst to us, he's just had sexual intercourse with a robot. And this intercourse made him want to jump to the moon. And after that, the robot looked at him and said, hey, why are you fingering me? And he said, it's okay. You just got the dirty end of the stick. And this sent the robot into a crying fit room full of buckets. I don't know what the fuck that means. But as far as the man, it was quite possibly the best sex he had ever had that wasn't with his friend, the potato. <laughs> but this sex with this robot made him, made him have shoulders like pudding. But his potato was quite jealous of the sex that he had with the robot because this was sex that was exclusive to he and the potato before this robot bitch came along. And the potato decided to tell the man, "To the devil with you. One of those devils, you, you're going somewhere. It's a bad thing. What that means to us in 2022, who knows, but back then, That was like saying, fuck you, you son of a bitch. I want nothing else to do with you. The potato left. The man was distraught. He started to realize that he was born under a weak zodiac. (laughs) And as time went on and he ate himself into a stupor because his beloved potato had gone and he had blown a gigantic load into his robot's face and killed it. He sat around and ate ice cream. His ass got so fat that everyone just called him Old Lev Bottom. Who everyone is, I don't know, because he's all alone in this desert, but someone, for sure, if they had seen him, and as fat as his ass has gotten, they would have called him Ole Lit Bottom. Perhaps they would have said, you're just a lousy, dog-faced line officer. (laughs) He was a line officer, in fact, before he was on this mysterious desert that's on an asteroid, with no atmosphere, by the way. What is a line officer, you may ask? Well, I don't know, but I hear that when they're not in use, turn off the juice. (laughs) What that means? I don't know. Whoever came up with that surely had a leak in her attic. But on with this man in the desert. Big, fat-ass, old lead bottom. His potato abandoned him. His robot destroyed face from the load he did all over her. Running out of things to say. But <clears throat> I lost my place, but it's okay, because we're going to continue on with the story. This lousy, dog-faced line officer that, when not in use, you got to turn off the juice. And has a leak in his attic, and possibly her attic, since 2022. So, we're not judging, and we're not, we're not assuming, either. Got scared fighting rabbits. Once again, you may ask me, what the fuck does that mean, Rod? And I'll say, chisel your way through a cheap trick. This is making less and less sense the further on we go. I understand, but I just can't stop writing. And if you continue to listen to this and watch this episode, I promise it will make sense. And it'll make me happy, and I'll do a jig for you, Peppy, like a puppet. But you'll probably just hate this episode and put it at number 37 or quite possibly 42 and beat the difference in between right and wrong with a wet rope. Kind of like in that James Bond movie. Ooh, that hurt. Probably the most painful scene I've ever seen in a PG 13 movie. PG 13 doesn't even exist in the time that I'm writing this and alive, but I feel as if I was as prolific enough to see all these social issues moving forward. I see PG 13 being a thing too, probably around 1985, thereabout. Yes, I know that's about as interesting as yesterday's fish. But, like I always tell my wife, push, push, push all the way, all the time, baby. Was I married? I don't know. Possibly. Maybe. And right now I may be being a bit silly sophomore. I may be being a silly sophomore clod. And after listening to all this, you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck? I'm getting pretty discombobulated. But it's okay. That may be because you're just six weeks in the rears. Or maybe I'm six weeks in your rears. Who knows? I was very progressive. Who knows what I did in my spare time? I may have been in your rears for six weeks. You may have been in mine for six weeks. We don't judge here at the Twilight Zone. Honest to be, I tell you, we don't. But you know, here in the Twilight Zone, all these things I've just said, they may not make sense. But if you sit down on the fifth dimension and talk about it, I'm sure you'll find some deeper meaning to it all and talk for three and a half hours. And someone may have to edit that down to about an hour and 10 minutes. So God knows what the hell they edited out of it. But all I got to say is that's just the way it is. And that's the best I got. <laughs> I think I did better last time. You know what? I- I'll live with it. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was expecting it, but I forgot about it, honestly. So I hadn't given it any thought.
1: And you know what? Oh. I've come up with the new edition. I, uh, when I edited this, I'm actually going to take my dick and put it to a phone. And uh, we're good. Did I skip dictaphone? <laughs> yep. Did I skip dictaphone? <gasps> oh man. I mean, legs like rubber. I skip legs
3: like-, like rubber. Oh. Fuck.
2: Well, you know what you can do? Those you can finish things. it off by you know, you, this was the prelogue or the 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 the, pre, the prologue. Now you have to just, to just do a short little epilogue with those two.
3: The the outro.
2: <laughs> the, well, no, I I could say something like the closing. And after this intensely difficult moment, Jacob had legs like rubber. But he was always ready to put his dick to phone. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. You pick up the slack. In the Twilight Zone. At the signpost. Mm-hmm. Up ahead. Next stop.
1: Dick the phone. dick to phone.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jacob's dick to phone.
1: Because animal. Because know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <Shit. laughs>
1: I, I told you that that's like one of the best segments I've ever had. So well done, Jacob. That's funny. Laughed my ass awesome. off. Awesome,
2: yeah. For being yeah. on the spot with that, you did awesome, man.
1: Yeah, I, I got a little lost there, but uh, I,
3: you know, if nothing else, I can ramble and I can just keep on talking about things. It may not make sense, and that sure as fuck didn't. But I can open my mouth and words will come out. That could be dangerous, <laughs> and that is one reason we don't do this show live, ladies and gentlemen. We yeah, exactly. actually talked <laughs> about that. What the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> hey, let's do it live. You know whose idea that was? Fuck it. aren't you glad i I talked you down doesn't know it nick doesn't know it but um because of this whole perchance to dream thing i have made it my goal to get his channel demonetized and canceled so that's why i went with the whole live thing (laughs) because you left perchance to dream dead high (laughs) shit's gotta go we need to erase it from
1: the internet (laughs) (laughs) good luck with that yeah oh, man all right all right let's go ahead and head out uh we've been talking for like two hours two hours now only 30 minutes are actually uh, uh useful so uh um, we've actually been talking longer than that that's yeah. how long we've yeah. been recording exactly <laughs> yes. um anyways so that'll that'll do it that's our kind of recap on the first season as well you know have a little bit of fun at jacob's expense with the whole uh lexicon thing um as we head into season two like i said we got some really good episodes to talk about especially early on uh we definitely got you know their favorite episode jacob and Trib, and everybody else apparently's favorite episode coming up in a few weeks uh but yeah yeah that'll do it that'll be our first season recap of the twilight zone the Woo-hoo. 50 was it, was it 1959 1960 series Mm-hmm. um i didn't come out right 1959 mm-hmm. to 1965. anyways the first season is 1959 to 1960 but with that said triv when uh you're not drinking anal juice i i don't know uh where can, <laughs> what? They, where can they find their content <laughs> what it's it's 2 anal- in the morning <laughs> holy
2: shit man you've
1: I've, I've lost i've lost all train of thought i've gone from pla- i've gone to plaid <laughs>
2: Old lead bottom here above me.
1: <laughs> uh, are
2: you slightly discombobulated?
1: Um, yes.
2: <laughs> you can take a flying leap over the moon.
1: All I can say bum. is, I don't like Godfather. Insist upon itself. Uh, uh, I'm the only one that knows that from Family Guy. Anyways, Drew. <laughs> I on just got the dirty end of the stick. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I feel like I was like born rubber.
2: under a weak zodiac. <laughs>
1: yeah, my legs are like rubber right now. Oh, no. <laughs> mm. well uh, we just sound like scared fighting
3: rabbits
2: yeah exactly <laughs> uh well well first off before we head into that we also got some really good uh guest people coming on next season too so yes and we owe a thanks to the ones that came on this season jake there to start go. with without yeah. any question we had alex carson on and <laughs> rob Dodrill. we thank you guys so much for coming on and kicking ass and just being amazing people that we've it, it, you've just made it so much fun and we appreciate you on those episodes and we look forward to having you guys on again soon, as well as all the other people that will eventually come on one way or the other. So anyway, uh, so for my weird, you know, dirty end of the stick content, you can find me here on trivia or at trivial theater here on YouTube. Um, By the time this comes out, Looney Tunes back in action should be up, I think. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that. I also just put up troll as a collab so yeah, definitely we'll check the, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely check both of those out. You can also find me on Twitter at Trivial Theater. So
1: I'm awesome. drunk. That was yeah. legs. Legs really were weird. like rubber. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I had a dick in my phone, so that was my problem.
3: <laughs> was it <laughs> six weeks in the rears?
2: It was six weeks in the rears. Oh, man. Feet, I could That's sit how and spin. It is sometimes I could well, you don't know what's below me. I mean, or above me. They've gone from suck to blow. That's why I have such a big smile.
3: <laughs> it goes straight to the smile.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, duh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you're, yeah. like,
1: you're like the uh, the, the, the blow-up guy in airplane.
2: <laughs> well, I kind of am.
1: You suck um, up hey, my
2: belt and uh, I get a big old smile.
1: That's right. <laughs> so, anyway, Jacob, when you're not snorting Walter Jameson's dust, where <laughs> can they find your content?
3: Uh, you can find me at Jacob Anders Reviews on YouTubes, um, which is where I spend most of my time and put most of my content. Uh, Those of you, those couple of you that do follow my channel that listen to this as well, thank you, by the way. Um, I know that my content's been a little sparse here the past couple of weeks. That's because I'm working on something new, working on some new stuff that's coming. I will soon have a steady flow of content coming. uh, Just getting... That's what she said. Final episodes. I mean, uh, final episodes. The final uh, things worked out on some new stuff I'm going to be doing. But I still do have content multiple times a week, necessarily every day. I recently released what was that? Love, Death, and Robots, Volume Three. I was a little Ooh. late to the party, but really, uh, I like that show as a whole. Check that out. Uh, by the time this comes out, I'll have some other stuff because I honestly don't have any idea when that is. This next Monday. Oh, check out my Mad God review. that just came out today it doesn't come out, it cut this out. You're a mad god, mad god. <laughs> it should. It, uh, it will be coming out that day, and also my review of Crimes of the Future. That review was something special, something to behold as sure. <laughs> Redemption. Oh, it was so beautiful. Um, I cried, yeah. I
2: laughed, I hurled.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I pushed, pushed, pushed sickness. all the
2: way, all the time.
3: Oh, <laughs> all the way. All, all the, the way. All uh, the but day. if you want to go all the way and all the time, check me out on Twitter as Let's well, at Red Neville. Two, um, I spend some time there. That is the quickest way to get a hold of me. DMs and stuff. I'll talk to pretty much anybody. I just want friends. But uh, yeah, check out my channel over on YouTube. That's about it. Long-winded. That's what I'm known for. Yes.
1: Hi, go. Yes. Let's go all mic. the way, according to ICP. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find my content at Movie Emporium. That's where this video will be posted. Uh, find, me, find our audio feeds, of course, on uh, Anchor and iTunes and Google Play and Amazon Music. I keep saying it, rate, subscribe, because that's how people listen. You know, they, the channel grows and grows and grows that way. But, um, yeah, so it's been fun talking about the first season. Uh, like I said, my content also on U- Movie important on YouTube. Uh, but with that said, next episode will be, of course, the first episode of the second season, which, once again, is King Nine will not return. Uh, but with that said, we're heading out, and we'll see you guys next time in the Twilight Zone of the Fifth Dimension. Good job, guys. See you in season two. Bye. He's love chicken grease.